Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Final hour of the show. Good to be back with you guys on the Sports Machine, Sean Levine. Hi, on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. Nolan is producing the action tonight. Nolan, do uh, do you have a last name, or are you like Cher? No, I have a last you name. Do? What is oh, it? Oh, yeah, Brooks. Oh, who knew? I thought you were like uh, Ronaldinho, just Nolan. Well, I mean, that's it. Almost feels like that because that's all they, I get out of people, you know. I it's thought just you were like uh, Pele, Pele, or <laughs> Pe- no. Madonna, or that, that's uh, a whole other category of just single name. Trying to think of any other people that I are recognizable with just one name. Final hour of the show. We'll keep taking your phone calls. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. That is the phone number to connect with us. Um, the Pro Bowls on Sunday. You guys excited for that? Huh? The Pro Bowl. It's got to be the worst of all the all-star games, but I honestly think all the all-star games kind of suck. I'm surprised that with injuries and all the money that people get in professional sports nowadays, that they even mess with it. Can you imagine if a high-priced young quarterback got injured where they had to miss an entire year because of some silly football game that nobody watches? And I get it. They've got some sort of rules where like you can't touch the quarterback. That doesn't mean you can't plant wrong. Doesn't mean something weird can't happen. Remember old boy? I think his name was Troy Edwards, something Edwards. He was a running back for the Patriots. He was in the Pro Bowl. They used to have a game before the game on the sand with, like, celebrities. And the dude tore his knee and was never the same. So the Pro Bowl is just a little bit ridiculous. Football being such a violent sport, it feels like the best thing to do for the best of the all the best players. Make a list. Do the same thing they do in college football. Who's on the All-America team? I don't need to see an actual game. But really, if you think about it, all the All-Star games kind of suck. Did you happen to see Tyree Kill, though, yesterday lose in the 40-yard dash? So now they've got the Pro Bowl skills competition, their version of the slam dunk contest. And I have to admit, it was mildly entertaining. Like, you got to see Stephon Diggs. They have this thing called best catch where it's these dudes do whatever they can do to have the most entertaining catch, and they get the scores all out of the dunk contest. And they also have the fastest players in the league compete in the 40-yard dash. And you would think Tyree Kills got that in the bag, right? Well, you'd be wrong. Um, he got smoked like a Snoop Blunt. Absolutely smoked. Got off to a bad start. Michael Parsons ended up winning. But afterwards, Michael Parsons said that Tyree Kills still the fastest in the league. So take it for whatever you will. But he didn't win the actual competition. 913-576-7610. So we've talked about some of the issues that the Chiefs have. What about solutions, right? What can they do this offseason? Who's available? What positions? Who should they draft? Let's talk about that for a couple minutes. 
I think that there's a couple of obvious things that the Chiefs need to do, which is first, with Frank Clark, he ain't making the money that he's owed. And the way these contracts work, especially toward the end, is it's either dead money where you cut the guy, and I think the number's like $13 bucks, or you can restructure. So essentially, if you say, hey, Frank Clark, we signed you up for this many years, but we want to cut bait early because, you know, off the field, you've kind of been a pain in the ass. On the field, you've been pretty inconsistent. We just want some available money, and you're not our guy. Then you lose some money, right? Then you lose upwards 10. I think it's $13 million is the number. The alternative to that would be to restructure the contract with Frank Clark. Now, I think the only way the Chiefs are interested in restructuring a contract with Frank Clark is the same way they did with Sammy Watkins, where, look, man, we can't give you a 20, but we can probably cut you seven with incentives, upwards of $10 million, depending on what you do. We can get you half that, brother, if you really want to stay here, if you're really comfortable in Kansas City, if you really want a chance to win the Super Bowl. That's what we can give you. And then as a fan, I don't really have too much of a problem with it. I would have had a problem if they would have said, look, Sammy, we're going to restructure your contract. We're not going to give you the 20 that you want. We're going to give you seven, but we're going to re-up you for another three years. Hell no. I'm done with Frank Clark. As a Chiefs fan, I'm over it. But I also don't want them just to waste more than $10 million by cutting his ass. So restructure, hopefully he's cool with that, not getting the bag like he should. This is his last year in Kansas City. And then go out there and make an actual contract year. But to me, that's the first very obvious thing that you do. You bring him in the office. You say, look, bro, we ain't paying you that money. Here's what we got to offer you. Do you still want to stay here in Kansas City? And he says yes or no, and then that's taken care of. Don't spend too much time on it. Honey Badger. I'm tore on this one. I really am. Tyron Matthew, I believe, is the second most responsible person for the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and for going to -to back-to-back Super Bowls on the field. Beach deserves a lot of credit. Andy deserves a lot of credit. Hell, Clark Hunt deserves a lot of credit. I'm talking about on the field. Patrick Mahomes is the number one reason why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and they've been to four straight AFC Championship games. But I would say the second reason, the second person on the field is Tyron Matthew. Think about how bad the defense was Pat's first full year of the MVP season and then what the defense has become. The culture change. The fact that they weren't so bad that the Chiefs had to score 40 points a game. That being said, you never want to pay a guy for what he's done. You always want to pay a guy for what you think he's about to do. And I don't know if going forward, Tyron Matthew deserves to be the highest paid safety in the NFL, and that's the type of money that he wants this offseason. So I find myself a little bit tore. He's north of 30. He's not the guy that he was a couple of years ago. But think about if he's gone. How do you replace that through free agency? You're going to be cheap and pay a guy half the money. You're going to get half the production. What's the old saying? You get what you paid for? If you want Tyron Matthew, dog, you got to pay for Tyron Matthew. You want to draft a guy? Probably not going to be Nick Bolton. Probably not going to be Pro Bowl caliber his rookie season. So I'm a little tore on that one. What do you guys think about the whole Tyron Matthew thing? 913-576-7610. Let's go back out to the phone lines. George is in Pleasant Valley, and now he's on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, George? What's up, big man? What's up? What's up? Hey, I'm telling you, what I think it all boils down to. Yes. Any of us. I'm a little long in the tooth here, so I'm like 70 years old. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, I got the same feeling. I got nothing but love for my Mr. Mahomes. Here's the deal. We all find those moments when we just get a little too stressed out. 
things shrink. We miss things. And I think that's just what happened. He just got clipped, just got a little too maybe tense, whatever you want to call it. But I'm like you and everybody else or the majority of people. My town has lit up since that man has got here, period. I, I go back to the day when old Lynn Dawson threw a touchdown pass to Otis Taylor, that the, beat the Minnesota Vikings, right? Yeah. So I've been waiting for a long time. I got nothing to say, but thank you. We blinked on that one. But, you know, I, I, I just think sometimes maybe uh, I think you said it. It doesn't matter how good you are at your job. There's just sometimes when you scratch, you know what I mean? Hey, and perspective, George, is important. Now, I also understand the people that aren't quite ready for that that are saying, yeah, but we had the lead. Yeah, but we won the coin toss. Yeah, but we had the ball first and goal with a minute left in the game. Yeah, but we were touchdown favorites. Yeah, but they had a second-year quarterback. Yeah, but we had home field advantage. Yeah, but we had already been there two years in a row. Like, I, if it takes a while for you to get over this, if you're like George Cool and you're ready to just look at the positives, a glass half full, fine. I'm not really there just yet, but what he's saying is true. Like, what he's saying is true. I'm half his age. He said he was 70. If, if you're my age, then before a guy named Patrick Mahomes got to Kansas City, you know how many AFC Championship games they had hosted at Arrowhead Stadium? Wait for it, because I'm about to tell you. Zero. None. Never. A bagel. Squadoosh. You know how many they've hosted in the last four years? All of them. So it does feel a little bit weird kind of hanging your head this week, right? Like, oh, man, it sucks. It, yeah, it, it sucks, but only to a certain extent. What, what, what other fan base in the NFL? Hell, what other fan base in professional sports would you rather be heading into next season than a Kansas City Chiefs fan? I know it sucks right now. I know we all go through the stages of grief a little bit different. George is over it. And he's glass half full saying, ah, we got the dude. I In sports right now, you'd, you'd rather be a Chiefs fan than anything else. So it ain't, it ain't that bad. Put your little violins away. Stop crying. Put your handkerchief away. People still carry those. My grandpa always busts one of those things out in public. It's the nastiest thing ever. I don't like when people blow their nose at a restaurant next to me anyway. There's only two things at a restaurant that really gross me out. Sitting next to the bathroom, hate it. I'll ask for a completely new booth. Or somebody blowing their nose. I was out the other day with my grandpa. I took him out to dinner. God bless the man. He's like 94 years old. We only go to one place. I'm not going to say what it is because they're not a sponsor. But we go there and he goes, I'll take my booth. They're like, all right, come on, Lee. Of course, it's the one right next to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, great. Disgusting. There's nobody else in the joint, of course, because we had to go at 430 because my grandpa's a million years old. So we're sitting right by the bathroom, and then he busts out his handkerchief, blows a big snot wad into that thing, louder than a trombone, and then puts it right back in his pocket. (laughs) Old people, unbelievable. I got to take a break, but I'm going to come out to the phone lines. I got one free. Jack's coming up next. Keith and you, if you dial me at 913-576-7610. We'll converse on the other side right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And a good Friday evening to you, Kansas City. Bink at night without bink. You got me, though. Sports Machine, Sean Levine, taking you up until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio. Got Nolan Brooks with me as well. 913-576-7610. If you want to chime in on the conversation, we'll talk about some of the offseason moves. I'd like to see the Chiefs make specific positions and possibly players that could end up in the Chiefs uniform next season. But let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's go out to Ray Moore. Jack, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Jack? Hey, good evening, Sean. I got a uh, question at the end of this. These comments I'm going to like to make. I think, first of all, we saw some of the best football over this last weekend that has ever been seen. Every game was just fantastic. And the losers, when you look at them, if it were only for this guy or that guy or this play or that play, it would have had a different outcome. And that's the exciting thing about football. But that's the game, too. And I have a hard time giving, and I heard, I think you said, you, you, you pointed to Mahomes and said 40% of the problem yeah. was Mahomes. The first problem to me was the end of the first half when they couldn't get a yard and score, score a touchdown. To be fair, though, if you're going to say that, uh, Keith, then our Jack, then also, I mean, he was the guy that threw the football. Now, he's not the guy that could have knocked it down to save the play, or he's not the guy that called the play, but he is the guy that made the mental decision to throw it to the guy in the field who eventually got tackled. So I feel like the last couple of years, and I'm guilty of this too, brother, that we've done everything we can to kind of not coddle Patrick Mahomes, not treat him with kitty gloves because that hasn't been the case, but it's been tough to find reason to be critical. After that Cincinnati game, there's a lot of reason to be critical of Patrick Mahomes. Okay, let me, let me, let me finish my thought here if I could. Yeah. Somebody else should have been running that ball one yard into that and scored that touchdown. Number two, uh, uh, Mahomes threw a pretty damn good pass to to Kelsey that he didn't catch. That could have been a game changer. 
And number three, I thought he threw a great pass to Tyreek Hill in between two uh, defenders. And if you if you look at it closely, he had it. It bounced off of him into the hands of a defender. It wasn't thrown into the hands of a defender. It bounced around. So you're, and, you're, 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 talking, you're talking about the long pass in overtime. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing, though, Jack. And I, we can keep ping-ponging back and forth and say, yeah, but that was pretty good. wasn't his fault. Yeah, but he, he got out of the pocket in that one. With Patrick Mahomes, so let's just go to the, to the overtime pass, right, if you want to, and say, yeah, that was more on Tyreek Hill. Fine. What about the fact that they were even in overtime? Patrick Mahomes damn near screwed that up pretty much on his own. What I'm suggesting is, I can't remember if it was, I think it was first and third down when he took sacks. Last offensive drive of regulation. Chiefs get down to first and goal. I hope I'm remembering this correctly. And he takes a sack. I believe it was on first down. That one I didn't mind too much because you're right on the doorstep, giving yourself an extra couple of yards. Time wasn't really that much of a factor at that point since you've already got it, goal to go. And that's what Patrick Mahomes does. I'm not going to tell David Copperfield not to do his magic. Come on. That's what he does. Dances around. He's either going to run in and flex or he's going to throw a sidearm or blindfold or left-handed or some crap's going to happen, but he's going to make it work. He's going to keep the play alive. I don't have a problem with that. Ultimately, he took a sack. Now I know the result. It kind of sucks. Second down, I don't remember what happened, but it wasn't great. Then on third down, if we're going to say, yeah, but in overtime, Patrick Mahomes did make a good pass that ultimately got intercepted. That wasn't his fault. Was it his fault that he ran around like a chicken with his head cut off on third down when at that point, you the only thing that you can't do, well, you can't throw an interception because then the game's over. You can't fumble because the game's over. But the third worst thing, the third worst sin you can commit is to take a sack where you have to rush the kicker on the field and a 20-yard or 18-yard loss. That's on him. That's a mental mistake. That's a, I would expect my nephew, who's nine years old, who plays Pop Warner football, to make. And I'd still be pissed on the car ride home. Ultimately, the Chiefs come out, kick a field goal, and send the Chiefs into overtime. And then when you want to have the conversation about, but the overtime pass was Tyree Kill's fault, fine. My point is, it's the first time that I can remember being able to point to Patrick Mahomes and say, instead of helping them, instead of winning the game, you could say he cost them the game. I know it doesn't feel right. I know it makes you a little sick. It's kind of like when your kid screws up really bad for the first time and you actually have to punish them and take away something they love. Part of you feels kind of sick because you love them so much. But you got to do it. It's not like past games that the Chiefs didn't win. I remember Patrick Mahomes... First full season as quarterback, the Chiefs didn't win every game. I think they ended up 12-4 and four that year. None of the four losses were his fault. Then the next year, what'd they go, 13-3? and three? I can't remember any of those that were his fault. So we're talking this guy went seasons without being the reason why the Chiefs lost a game. I can point to five, six different playoff games in his career. Why the Chiefs won the game. Mainly because of number 15. So the flip side's true. He wasn't the only reason why the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl. But if you're saying who's the main reason, it's that guy. Keith is in Kansas City. What's up, Keith? Uh, nothing much. What's on your How's mind? How's it going? Good, man. Good. What's on your mind? Well, you know, you know, I sent the dust and center from from my boy's loss. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think like for one. Patrick Mahomes is, is really human. He's not the robot that we all thought he 
He was. Right. You know what I mean? He's he's a very talented quarterback, but he's human. But I do have this one question, Sean. Yeah. How long have this city have waited to have the caliber of player that Patrick Mahomes is alongside the coach? You know, Kansas City will be always be in the cha- in the championship talk for the National Football League, along with we got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So hey, man, you know sometimes you know stuff happens. That ain't the word I wanted to use, but hey, stuff happens. <laughs> I appreciate you keeping it clean. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate you joining me on a Friday night and calling in. The ultimately the issue is this, dude. You're not wrong. We're spoiled. As a KU basketball fan my entire life, I'm spoiled. As a young kid, I remember they lost to Syracuse. It was the John Wallace game. Knocked him out. I cried like a baby. My dad's like, what are you doing? And I was a kid, so it was acceptable. But we've gotten so spoiled here as Chiefs fans since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback. But damn it, it's just like anything else in life. If you've got something really good that you really care about, You've got really high expectations, something that you've put a lot of time and effort into. A lot of lifelong Chiefs fans listening right now on 610 Sports Radio. They watch a lot of crappy football, a lot of Steve Bono and Dave Craig and Steve DeBerg and Tyler Thigpen and Brody Croyle. Now you got that dude, as Keith is pointing out, and you got that coach. So if right now you're a little down in the dumps because we're less than a week removed from the loss and you're still woe is me and I don't want to watch the Super Bowl and football sucks and I don't care and sleep in it, fine. I get it. Let me tell you this. That's exactly where you want to be as a sports fan, and we are so lucky to be in that position here in Kansas City. Maybe you're a Royals fan. Let's not pretend like the Royals have been all that much fun to watch or listen to the last three years. Let's not pretend like the Royals were that much fun to watch or listen to for 30 years between 1986 and 2014. But damn it, we enjoyed it while it was going on. But you knew it was fleeting. You knew I better get in. I better turn my radio up. I better get out to Kauffman Stadium because it could be a long time before I see this type of thing again. Winning 90 games, winning the division, having all-stars at every single position. Back-to-back World Series. But you knew you had to get in where you fit in because it probably wasn't going to last that long. The good thing about where we are here in Kansas City with the Chiefs, to the caller's point, Keith, is that it does kind of feel like as long as you've got Patrick Mahomes and as long as you've got Andy Reid. And Andy, even though he's getting a little bit long in the tooth, said he still wants to be here for a long time. Knock on wood that he remains in good health. And Patrick Mahomes, obviously, just a couple of years ago, signed that long contract. So I don't really believe that all the rest of the variables, I don't want to say they don't matter. Obviously, they do. Going forward, you're not going to have five years from now Tyree Kill to throw the ball to. You're not going to have Travis Kelsey. You're not going to have Chris Jones with the pass rush. Who knows if you're even going to have the Honey Badger next year. But the last thing that I want is 10 years from now, we're all in a completely different place in our lives. Maybe some of us have kids. Maybe some of us get married. Maybe you switch jobs. Maybe you move away. But you're all still going to be Chiefs fans 10 years from now. The last thing I want to happen is to look back and say, man, that was a lot of fun. Man, they won a lot of divisions. 
I still wear my Patrick Mahomes jersey to bed, and it's 2033, 32. But they're the Atlanta Braves. They only won that one. Remember that one time we went to that one Super Bowl parade? That's my fear. And if you don't cash in in seasons like this, when you've got home field advantage, when you're playing a second-year quarterback, when you're at home, and when you've got a 21-3 to lead, that's why it hurts so much. That's why it hurts. Just like anything in life, when you want something that bad, you put that much time and effort into it, and you put yourself right at the doorstep, and then it gets taken away from you, it sucks. It sucks. Still not over it. Thanks for bringing that up. 913-576-7610. we got a half hour left. I feel like we need to go back into therapy mode now. I feel like I need to lay down on somebody's couch. But how does that make you feel? Yeah, but how does that make you feel? Makes me feel pissed. That's how it makes me feel. I'm the sports machine. This is 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's Friday. That's about all I got for you. Welcome back into the show. 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. Nolan Brooks producing tonight's action on the sports machine. Sean Levine in for Jay Binkley. Oh, got all that out of the way. 913-576-7610. That is the phone number. A lot of Chiefs talk tonight. A lot of us uh, still not over what we saw last Sunday. Anybody watching the Pro Bowl? Probably not. Washington has a new football team name. They're called, remind me again, Nolan, the Generals? The Commanders. The Commanders. The Commanders. Every time there's a new football team, every time there's a new franchise in professional sports, I bring this up. So if you've heard this before, I apologize. You can mute your radio for the next 60 seconds. But I've got a brilliant idea if Kansas City ever gets an NBA team. Here it is. The King Cobras. There's no other snakes in the NBA. Casey, King Cobras. It'd be a shout-out to the old Kansas City Kings basketball team, the Marching Cobras band. You could call the Sprint Center, T-Mobile, whatever it is, the Snake Pit. Can you imagine the laser show with the snake tongues going across that floor? They could have, like, sick, like, green jerseys with scales going on the side or something. I'm telling you, bro. The Casey King Cobras. Hey, I did an article over that where I talked about how T-Mobile could legitimately fit like an NBA franchise, and T-Mobile actually sits more people than quite a bit of the stadiums in the NBA, so honestly, it's just the money at this point, but I think it needs to happen. Well, it's a little bit more than just the money. I mean, I think that the problem ultimately, if you really want me to tell you why I think we don't have an NBA team you really want to go down that wormhole it's not about money it's not really about the stadium yeah it's big enough the infrastructure is there hell that's what they said they build it they will come and they didn't this is going to be crazy i think the reason why we don't have an nba team here in kansas city is because of hurricane katrina follow me here so when hurricane katrina happened the hornets were playing in New Orleans. It's before they renamed themselves to the Pelicans and the Hornets back to Charlotte and all that. 
This was in 2006, I want to say. I'm pretty sure. I want to say 2006, yeah. Whatever Katrina was. And because of Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, it it rehomed the Hornets that year to Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City like showed out. Their fans showed out. And there was like 15,000 people packed, and they bought jerseys, and they supported them. And I think that at the time, the commissioner, I don't know if it was Adam Silver yet, I think it was still David Stern, was like, hey, this is viable. Like, Oklahoma City could work. There's no other professional show in town. And then, of course, since the Thunder have got there, they've been a wild success. Now, part of that is because they were good. They sucked their first year or two, and they drafted a couple of guys you've probably heard of called Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. And then all of a sudden, they were good, and it was the show to go to, and they were going to conference finals, and they were a lot of fun to watch. I've been to a couple of Thunder games. It's like a a four-and-a-half-hour drive. It's so much fun. But the problem with that, Nolan, is that geographically, if you've got a new franchise that's four-and-a-half-hour drive from here, can you put another NBA team that close? That's what I think the issue is. So if it didn't work out in Oklahoma City, and they sucked, and they didn't get the players, and all of a sudden, they're like the Seattle Supersonics where they were looking for a new home, Bad example because the Supersonics ended up in Oklahoma City. Then I think Kansas City might have still been in the conversation, but I think at least for a while, that ship has probably sailed. I haven't really heard the NBA-Kansas City conversation for a while. But anyway, let's get off that and let's get back into the NFL, something a little bit more serious with the Brian Flores situation. Got to weigh in on this. It's... It's frustrating that we still have to have this conversation, no matter if you're male or female or black or white or skinny or fat or gay or straight. Anytime you're talking about identity and you're saying that there's not enough women in a certain profession, it makes you kind of feel archaic when you talk about like the Rooney rule, for example. I don't really know what to say about it. I know how I feel about it. I know I feel that it's ridiculous. I know I feel that it's ridiculous that... You have to go out there and interview a candidate of color because so many times in the past, people have decided to look over the candidates of color. Like, what the hell is the matter with us at large here as a society that in 2022, we've got a rule in professional sports that tells us what color of skin person has to be interviewed? What the hell? Seriously, when I say it out loud, doesn't that sound kind of silly? It's also silly that if we didn't have it, then there'd be less coaches of color getting opportunities, whether as assistants or head coaches or whatever it is. So in the case of Brian Flores, personally, my advice would have been this. And I'm not saying this is the best advice. This is what I would have told him. Bite your tongue. I know that you feel like you've been disgraced. I know like you feel like you've been iced out. I know that you feel like racism has cost you opportunities. But man, if you blow the whistle, it could end up even worse. And what's funny now is all the teams coming out of the woodworks, now that Brian Flores has said that he's suing the league and he's suing the NFL, You've heard teams like the Texans come out and be like, oh, no, 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 we love Brian Flores. Like, he's still a finalist for our coaching job. Well, that's convenient. You don't want him on your ass now, too. You don't want him spilling your can of worms, do you? I believe what he said. I also think that what he said 
Look at look at the owners in the National Football League. I love Clark Hunt. Clark Hunt's come on the show a couple. Man, I met Clark Hunt the day that Kobe died. C. Dot and I interviewed him down in Miami. He sat down with us, gave us the bro hug, super nice, knew us by our first names. Like, I love me some Clark Hunt. I also love me some diversity, especially in a league that has a lot of black dudes. Call it what it is. Most of the owners generally look like and have somewhat similar financial backgrounds to the owner here. And I'm not saying that he needs to sell the team. I'm not saying that he's a bad dude again. I feel like I have to clarify this. All I'm saying is in sports or in anything in life, you need a little bit of mix-up. You need some men. You need some women. You need some old. You need some young. You need some gay. You need some straight. You need some black. You need some white. Look at the owners in the National Football League. Look at the people that ultimately get to pull the trigger for guys that either look like me or look like Brian Flores. And I think that's ultimately the issue. Yeah, it sucks that these guys aren't getting opportunities. It's complete and total BS. And specifically in the case, I do feel like also, I got to say, there has to be a little bit of separation for these individual cases because it feels like a lot of people could right now, now that Brian Flores has kind of blown the whistle and talked about some stuff that's gone on behind closed doors. And we've all kind of looked at hirings or non hirings or firings in the past and been like, "Eh, that might be a little bit racist. Like that's a little dicey. What's going on there? Let's separate. For example, let's just take two guys, two black dudes, two coaches, Eric Bieniemy and Brian Flores. In the case of Eric Bieniemy, I don't think it's just as simple as saying, well, it's the color of his skin is the reason why he hasn't got a head coaching job. Maybe it is. Maybe it's that simple. Hell, he has gotten not one, not two, not three, not four, but like five or six different opportunities. You would think at some point that it comes down to something that we haven't heard that people are uncomfortable talking about. Nobody's going to come out and say, I didn't hide the guy because he's a black guy. Come on. They might think that. That might be the actual reason, but nobody's going to say that. In the case of Brian Flores, it wasn't like the enemy. He wasn't working his way up the ladder. He wasn't trying to prove himself as not just a coordinator, but as the complete and total face of the franchise making all the decisions as the head coach. And he did a damn good job doing it. So to me, that's the difference. That's the fight that he has. For Biennemi, it's tough to prove that the reason that you're not getting hired is simply because of the color of your skin. Maybe it is, but it's kind of tough to prove that. In the case of Brian Flores, what else is the court going to say? The Dolphins are a crappy-ass organization. He came in there. He won games, had him on the brink of the playoffs. When you talk about talented football teams, they're not in the top, I would say, 20. That guy's turned water into wine and gets fired. So I think he's got a case, a good one. Let's go out to Danny in Kansas City. What's up, Danny? Hey, Sean, I agree with you on Patrick. He's take, he's, he takes the praise, and he's got to take the, uh, the uh, other side of it, too. But my point on him is that, that first and goal at the five, where he runs out of bounds on first down, stops the clock, and then he runs backwards twice. One time, he, both times he got sacked, yeah. lost the ball. 
and luckily we got it back. And I think Patrick wants to make the spectacular play instead of the simple play by just giving it giving it to the running back on the first two downs from the five yard line. And Cincinnati was is is terrible against the run. And I think that that he got he got really caught up in that play against Buffalo where he's running to the sideline and he throws across his body in between two Buffalo players and right to Pringle. And I think that everybody just talked about that play all week. And I think Patrick has a tendency to want to make the spectacular play instead of the instead of the play you're supposed to make, just get the touchdown. So, but anyway, that's my comment. And I'll just listen off air. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. I I disagree because sometimes guys like Patrick Mahomes, they don't play the typical, you know, pocket quarterback. This is the angle you're supposed to throw from. This is the three-strap drop left and front or right. You know, don't throw across your body or across the field. Don't throw in a triple coverage. We've seen Mahomes to have too much success in those situations to tell him not to do it. All I would say is this. The plays that we're talking about, the plays that at least stick with me, aren't really the interception in overtime or those types of things. I don't mind that. I don't mind the pass to Byron Pringle and double coverage thrown across your body, whether it works or not. That's what Patrick Mahomes does. He's the magic man. That's showtime. My issues are the mental mistakes. My issues are at the end of the game. Like, for example, at the end of the first half, there's a succession of plays before it gets to Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't call his own plays. You got Andy Reid, you got Eric Bieniemy, and then at some point it comes in the helmet of Patrick Mahomes. Right? End of the first half, you got a handful of seconds left, no timeouts. Don't throw the ball in the backfield to a wide receiver knowing that if he gets tackled in the field of play, that ends the first half. I don't care who tells you to do what. You're the person who's actually doing it. Don't do it. It's that simple. That's a mental mistake. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but he is the one that threw the football. At the end of the game, running out of bounds, keeping the play alive on first down. I don't have a problem with that. You're trying to score. On third down, you know what I have a problem with? You take a sack, which leaves, what, a second left, two seconds left? Damn near ran the clock out. You lost 18, 20 yards. You turned a 25-yard field goal into a 44-yard field goal? You think people will be talking bad about Patrick Mahomes and saying, man, you really screwed the pooch on this one. If Bucker comes out and misses that field goal, man, then we're talking about the Chiefs, for all intents and purposes, score a touchdown, you go ahead and probably win that game. Kick the chip shot field goal, you go into overtime, you still got a damn good chance. But man, if you run around, take a 20-yard sack, and then you end up missing that field goal, that's not nobody's going to talk about the kicker. They're going to talk about the quarterback to put him in that position. 913-576-7610. We got one segment left. We're going to talk about sports right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. the final segment of making ninth this friday night here on 610 sports radio we've come to the end nolan brooks sports machine sean levine for a few more minutes also being heard all over the world on the odyssey app if you need more of me i don't think anybody does but uh, tomorrow i'll be on the betql network between four and six talking fighting ufc is back tomorrow night i'm breaking it down on the betql network four to six it's called tapped out Speaking of tapped out, the Chiefs did that uh, last Sunday. I'm not quite over it. We talked earlier on in the show, is Joe Burrow that guy that we've been trying to make that guy since Patrick Mahomes has been the Chiefs quarterback? It's funny because it feels like every single year. So this was Pat's fifth year on the Chiefs, fourth year of being the quarterback, right? All AFC Championship games, a couple of Super Bowls, and a partridge in a pear tree. It's been pretty fun. But it feels like every single year, who's that other guy, right? When Tom Brady was doing his thing, Peyton Manning was there. For 20 years, they were the two best quarterbacks in the AFC. Those guys played head-to-head 18 times. So there has to be that guy for Patrick Mahomes. His first year, maybe it's Deshaun Watson. The Chiefs were going to draft Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson started a year earlier than Patrick Mahomes when Alex Smith was still the Chiefs quarterback and put up the big numbers. Deshaun and Pat. Pat and Deshaun. And then the next year, what about Lamar Jackson? I think Lamar Jackson's that guy. It's Lamar, Patrick, and Deshaun. It's those three young quarterbacks. These three young brothers are going to be taking over the league. And then last year, well, what about Josh Allen? What about this kid out in Buffalo with a rocket for a right arm? Man, I think he could throw the ball in there further than Patrick Mahomes. They played in the AFC Championship game. So now I've heard about Deshaun and Lamar and Josh Allen. Before they were talking about Josh Allen. Remember that Baker Mayfield conversation people wanted to have for a minute? Maybe Cleveland's the up-and-coming team. Maybe that's the team we're going to see in a bunch of AFC Championship games. Earlier this year, Justin Herbert beats Patrick Mahomes. Ah, oh, that's the one. That's, that's the guy. That's the guy. We got Tom Brady. His name's Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert, that's the other guy. (laughs) Like, here's the problem. None of those guys have done crap, either on their own in the playoffs or against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, fine. Josh Allen beat in the regular season this year. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Cool. What about in the playoffs? Patrick Mahomes beat Josh Allen last time, a couple of times now, last time I checked. Still has a winning record against Lamar. Baker has no chance. 
And then Joe Burrow comes around, and it's like, man, maybe he's the guy. And then he beats Pat in the regular season, something that nobody was able to do the last two and a half months. And then beats him in the playoffs. Man, if they win the Super Bowl, it's going to be hard to argue that Joe Burrow is that guy that we've been trying to make him out to be, that we've been trying to find the adversary to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if he wins his next game, Joe Burrow has as many Super Bowl rings as Patrick Mahomes. Try that one on for size. JJ is in Kansas City. JJ's on 610. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's How up? Doing? Good. Hey, uh, question for you. So, uh, I, I've i been thinking about the game from last Sunday. And uh, uh, I remember back in 2018 when we lost to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Musco said it's scripted. And I think, I think it was scripted for us to be. And, I mean, yeah, we played like crap in the second half and just didn't, didn't execute in situations that we did in the first half. But uh, I, I see the NFL paying us off. And, I mean, plus you got to think about uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's getting married in March to uh, Brittany Matthews. So. It, it, it just sounds like whenever I take calls like that that people – have you ever had somebody die, like something that you really care about in your family, and then instead of just facing the facts for like a couple of months and then eventually grieving, you like avoid the situation and you overeat and you take a vacation, you blame other people and you get mad at like, they lost. This is not any Loch Ness Monster. This is no Phoenix Light situation. There's no funny business going on. Well, did you not see what Pat McAfee said? Did you not see the film? Yeah, I did. Patrick Mahomes is not a robot. He's not perfect. The Chiefs lost the game. Let's go out to Keith in Maryland. What's up, Keith? Hey, what's going on? What's up, John? What's up, dude? Hey, it's it's eating me up to my soul. I eat, <laughs> breathe, sleep, Kansas City. Like I love the out of the app. It's finally, I'm a truck driver, and it's finally giving me the chance to listen and hear all about my boy. Hell yeah! So in that game at halftime. Patrick Mahomes wasn't himself there at the end because when he threw the ball to Tyreek Hill, he tried. You cut out a little bit. You have no timeouts. No, no, I, that, you cut out there a little bit, Keith. Be careful out there on the roads, brother. I appreciate you calling in all the way from Maryland. I think that it's – Patrick Mahomes has been so good and the Chiefs have been so good to say that, well, one play at the end of the first half is the reason why ultimately they're not going to the Super Bowl. That sounds too simple. In fact, it sounds borderline moronic. Like, I've seen Patrick Mahomes overcome three touchdown deficits. I've seen Patrick Mahomes throw the ball left-handed and blindfold him behind the back and do all these different things to say, well, yeah, but they didn't get in the end zone at the end of the game. All that being said, you cannot deny that Patrick Mahomes, after that play at the end of the first half, played completely different and by different i mean like crap no conspiracy theories no robots none of that stuff but after that play he played like crap that's what happened that's how i saw it thanks to you for listening all the calls all the text nolan brooks producing on the sports machine this is 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.